Warning, we are a spoiler-based podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. This is your final warning. Welcome once again to the wonderfully fucked up world of cinematic anarchy. Today with me I have Mr. Omar. Mr. is correct, I guess. Mr. Omar. Well, <laughs> Omar. Omar. And Miss B. Aloha. 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 Okay, well, yeah, a little tropical feel today. It's, it's almost it's chilly. Close to 60 degrees nice, in mass. It looks nice, but it's fucking cold. It's only cold when the wind blows. It's like, oh, it's getting to be... Well, yeah, because Mother Nature in New England is like, ha, 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 fuck you. Warner that Mother Nature smokes weed and is bipolar in New England. <laughs> Mother, if Mother Nature smoked weed in New England, it wouldn't be like this. This is Mother Nature's on fucking crack. She's probably, yeah, she probably does. Uh, I mean, it's Massachusetts. What do you expect? She does fentanyl. Uh, more snow than we got? <laughs> That's what I expected. I we got very little snow this year. Yeah. Very little. Oh, you said about not getting that much snow? Oh. <laughs> I'm not that sad about it. I'm just saying, you know, concerned maybe, not so sad. Yeah, yeah it's a worry. It's it's a matter of worry. But I think it's fucking hilarious that there's so many people that deny climate change is a thing and global warming is a thing, but they still think that a fucking rodent can tell the goddamn weather. Get out of here with that shit. Let me tell you this. I, I have, I'm yet to encounter, I guess I guess I hang out with the right people because I'm yet to having that argument, that climate change. I've only seen people say that like on TV, on the news. But I never heard, I never met anybody that says, that's not true. I got banned from the Havel 411 page because I've kept getting into debates with really fucking stupid people who were denying climate change and fucking like, the Havel 411 page is literally just full of racist pieces of shit. Like, th- that's all it is. They're fucking... Like, th- these are the kind of people that will believe literally any fucking thing that comes out of Trump's mouth because it's Trump. And he's a postal. Yeah, like, Limbaugh. Someone, someone <laughs> on the page did this, like, social experiment where they posted Donald Trump and then someone else posted Bernie Sanders to see how people would react to just the names. And, like, there were a bunch of comments under the Donald Trump, like, yeah, Trump, 2020, fuck yeah, MAGA, whatever, bullshit, racist, nonsense, fucking shit. And then underneath the Bernie Sanders, everyone was like, fuck Bernie, he's a fucking commie, y'all are fucking pieces of shit. Socialism is the devil. I know. These people get get crazy. They see communism and socialism under the bed, and they don't even know the difference. Yeah. But then again... Fox News said it's bad, so it must be bad, right? 
and like the, the whole social experiment was just to see how people re would react to just a name because people have been pointing out that the Trump supporters are far more aggressive than the Democrats. It's very true. Yeah. It's, very, fucking, it's very true. Like all the Trump supporters are like, no, Democrats want to fucking... Well, I mean, socialize everything and, and they're evil. And like the Democrats are just like, bro, we just want equality and healthcare and fucking secure jobs. That's the thing. So when when you you meet that kind of aggression on this level down here, yeah, right, you're going to get exactly what you expect. You're going to oh, get yeah. run over by the people who are aggressive. Oh yeah, I like I yeah. got into a whole fucking abortion debate. Someone was like. <laughs> Someone was trying to convince everyone in the fucking group that New York and New Jersey allow afterbirth abortions. I'm like, that's not a fucking thing. Infant side is not legal fucking anywhere. How we said that? probably read it somewhere. How oh, yeah, that? it's because it's fucking fear-mongering propaganda from the Republican how Party. How is afterbirth an abortion, It's though? not. It's infant side. Exactly. So why... <laughs> they're, they're just—they're literally just trying. Now, to now, when I go to the pages for laughs, I'm gonna—I'm gonna make some cop. We're not that country. Yeah, like they're literally just trying to spark fear over abortions for no fucking reason because they're misinformed and uneducated. I'm gonna get—I'm gonna make some popcorn when I get home, and I'm gonna go to that page. Oh yeah, no, definitely <laughs> fucking like request to join that page. And get a like, laugh. <clears throat> Next on the second half. Oh uh, yeah. Tea time with with tea time with honey. We're, we haven't gotten through the film portion of this yet. Okay. Here we are, cinematic. This energy. isn't even part of tea time. Like. We're gonna reel it back in for a moment here because we got a lot of heated stuff to talk about on the oh, yeah. second half of the podcast. Anarchy. And uh, this half of the podcast, we are going to go ahead and discuss two films that most of us watched. <laughs> uh, we you were, have one uh, job, Omar. <laughs> Yeah, one job. We were we were we were supposed to watch the Bad Batch and Free Fire. Yes. Uh, we all watched Free Fire. Everybody but Mr. Omar over here watched the Bad Batch. So we're going to talk about Free Fire first. That way, we can include him, and then we're going to put Omar in the corner, and we're going to put me on time shame. out with that dunce hat. Do we have a cone of shame? <laughs> right, we should have one. Just yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We, we need one specifically. There's a couple people here that are like, we're going to watch this, and then they show up, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here, but I didn't watch anything. Uh, thank you, though. Oh, no, you're, I you're watch. make a cone of shame now? I'm going to make a cone of shame. See if they got a fucking piece of tape. I have no idea. You can ask them. I'm going to. Uh, so the uh, two films that we watched, both available free on YouTube. Well, not YouTube. Free on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Not on YouTube. Uh, we're both uh, 2016 films. Uh-huh. Uh, we had The Bad Batch, which starred uh, Jason Momoa. And we... Oh, hold on a minute. Jason Momoa. I think uh, Jim Carrey was in there for a short period of time. Keanu Reeves. And the main actress of the movie was uh, Suki Waterhouse. And then the film we're going to start off talking about is Free Fire. Uh, several... Fairly big names in there as well. Uh, Enzo Calente, Sam Riley, uh, Michael Smiley. Uh, probably the most recognizable of the group there was uh, Brie Larson, thanks to her uh, recent role in, in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because uh, tell me she wouldn't still be flying under the radar without that movie attached to her belt. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I believe so. 
And there's one movie that I've got to watch of hers that I just was, I, I have no idea how it got made. Uh, I think it's called The Unicorn Store. The, the, the what? The Unicorn Store. Oh. Uh, which, All right. weirdly enough, uh, stars both her and Samuel L. Jackson. So uh, that was one that was done directly for, uh, sorry, directly for Netflix. So that's going to be an interesting film to watch. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my to-watch list, but it's like, lately, movie-wise, I've only really been watching what's necessary for the podcast, or it's necessary to talk and converse with people about the podcast. You're really going to put that on him? <laughs> Goddamn right I am, bro. Fucking shit. I'm writing cold of shame and lipstick. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna stay on his head. I it may not. I will make it. <laughs> it may not. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so we are talking about Free Fire now, and uh, we'll start with uh, Mr. Omar's opinion because uh, Miss B is still painting the cone of shame. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed the action. I love the action. It's about a about a gun deal gone bad. They were meeting some IRA people to sell them some guns in a warehouse outside of Boston. Right. And it is it happens to be a British movie, but it's basically based like in a something that happened here in America somewhere in Macono Shame. <laughs> I love that look pretty. <laughs> well he doesn't need to wear it right now. He watched this film. You can take that off. Of <laughs> <laughs> you know, Your you time wanna... is coming. We don't want to distract. Okay, continue. So, uh, the movie takes place. The, the deal goes goes awry, cause the what happens is that two of the people that are involved in the deal, and they're both like very much underlings of the two sides, pretty right. much. They're like at the bottom of the food chain in that whole situation. Both guys uh, have had an altercation the night before, but somebody. Uh, basically assaulting his female cousin. Okay, so basically this dude tried to make a move and this chick was like, no, fuck you, and he fucking bottled her at the bar. Mm-hmm. Busted a bottle over her head. <coughs> Which, so, from what I hear, from what I was understanding of the conversation as it went along, it sounds like it started a bar, a bar fight. Yeah. So yeah. him busting her over the head with the bottle actually started a brawl in the bar. Yeah, and yeah. while they're making this gun deal, the guy that bottled this dude's fucking cousin is like, ha ha ha, fuck you, I fucked that bitch. I fucking came so hard in her mouth that she's going to be shitting her teeth for a week. Like, it, it, it's fucked up. It, yeah. <coughs> and thus the gun battle begins. And, and then everything just went crazy from there. People shooting each other. And the, and entire, <laughs> the entire time, it just feels like an elementary school fucking game of laser tag where they're just like stop shooting me let yeah. me move they, they just wouldn't stop shooting at each it's other so dumb i enjoyed i enjoyed all the all the craziness and the action and the smart ass remarks that they made to each other while shooting at each other made i add but there was also a twist to it one of the sides the side cylinder guns had some people in place nope you watched the end of the movie right no the guy with the money martin hired Two extra snipers. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the conversation that happened near the end of the movie between no, her it was and the it, it was it was the people with the gun because the guy said it was a simple plan and you fucked it up and it was and those were the guys selling the guns. Okay. Well, um, the guy, 
Brie Larson said that Martin hired the snipers. Martin's the, the guy that got shot in the brain. Oh, so yeah. then the guy that got shot in the head... And he's like running around, he was where's like, my fucking money? I guess he was part of it too. Right. It's what it looks like. But but everything was bad from the beginning because they shut up with the wrong guns to the deal. Um, I'm going to wear the corner yeah. shame because I missed the first like 30 minutes. Woo! <laughs> There it goes. I uh, I believe what they were supposed to be getting were AK-47s. The guy showed up with uh, AR, AR-70s. AR-70s. And, uh... Kona Shane doesn't like me. Okay, Kona Shane doesn't want to stay on your head. I think it's the... It's the hat. hat. Yeah. I think it's the toastiness. You can't stay still. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but it, was, it was pretty crazy. My only gripe with it is... The whole thing could have... They could have done so much with that story. So I, much more. I think they ended it badly, too. I really didn't appreciate the ending. No, like, I would have been totally cool with Ord walking away with the money. Yeah. I love Ord. Ord, Ord was the coolest dude yeah, of the month. He was ch- super chill. Yeah, Martin was the fucking man, too. Like, he's walking around with his fucking brain out and shit. And we all appreciate a tough, smart ass. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Ord. And, like, um, everyone, everyone stops shooting when Martin's walking around and says, Where's my fucking money? And they're just like, dude... How is this guy still walking? He's fucking zombified. I, I think that's why everybody stopped yeah. shooting. He, like, he got shot in the dead, fucking head. He? He's supposed to be dead. Like dead man walking. He's supposed to be. Not like he grabbed his fucking briefcase of money and then he died. Uh-huh. He, he was staring at the light. Oh, so oh he, he, he walked for a little, shot at a couple of people and everything, then stared at something and I guess he saw the light and just went up. Yeah. You figure that would have been the first thing that they would have done is just take him out again, like all sides. Just like he's shooting at everybody. Right? Like he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows he's, he's he on knows the he's way out. He knows he's gonna die. He knows he's on the way out. He got shot in the head. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like how he like walked up next to the, the dude whose cousin got fucking fucked up, and the dude's just like laying on the ground, like I'm not gonna do anything. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, and he just walks away. Where's my shit? Yeah, <laughs> like that shit had me rolling. It's okay. It is a very dark type of movie with some humor factors to it. I liked it except for the fact that everything happens in the same place. There was so much they could have done with the story. Yeah. I enjoyed that it was kind of based in the 70s. Right, right. You didn't really get a you really didn't get a, t- a time frame outside of the, the clothing. Yeah, so you exactly. Get, so you get to see at least one badass car show up. It seemed like a, like an Irish mob deal in the 70s. Yeah. Irish uh-huh. mob dealing with the IRA, pretty much. But uh, all in all, like that's why we're heading off the podcast with this because we really didn't. I didn't feel there was a whole lot to talk about with this movie. Yeah, it, it was good for what it was, but it was just sort of. But they were shooting. The only <laughs> thing you hold on in that movie to watch is just who's the last man standing. Yeah, you know. And it was the girl who I guess made it. It made it seem obvious that she was about to go to jail. I thought she was dead. I really did. Thought I, saw, I thought she I, was there dead. was a part where she failed that I said, "Oh, she died." I, I kind of feel bad, but then I see her show up. Well, eh, Martin hired them, blah, blah, blah. I'll take a rain check on that dinner and bye. Yeah. And that, now she's limping that, that away. That little like, conversation was really cute, though. Like, yeah, it was. Can I, take a sh- can, can I take a rain check on that date? Yeah, you take yeah. whatever you want, babe. Oh, God. That, that, I melted. Yeah, because he was a gentleman about the whole thing either way at the end. The entire Even time, he's trying, like, the entire time he's trying to protect her and, like, get her the fuck out of here and then start shooting. Yeah, it's true. 
I mean, like they're though, mad respectful about the lady. Even though she shot him, he was still being as respectful as yeah. uh, humanly possible. Well, you can't stand Vern. Oh yeah, Vern. Vern was very a very annoying person. Oh my god, I'm so glad that bitch burned to death. Well, no, he didn't burn to death. He got shot in the fucking face. But and, and, and what was right the right after he was burned? Redeem yourself. Go get the money. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's what? over here like trying to convince Ord to fucking shoot this girl, and he's like, and Ord's like, dude, the only reason she's shooting at you is because you shot at her. The fuck are you doing? Stop. Uh-huh. She's playing both sides. She's standing to this guy's wound. No, bitch. She's sewing her fucking self up. Yeah. And then the phone rings in an office, and everybody trying to get to that phone. And then Ord pulls the wires. Mm-hmm. Ord ended that. Right I love Ord. I feel like I the only person playing both sides is Ord. Well, yeah, he's a fucking hitman. He's right. only doing it for the money. He's like, I don't give a shit. Whoever's paying me most. You two together, that's it. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Whoever's paying me most, that's who I'll fucking Or Ord was the coolest of them all and the best dressed, too. Because, oh, absolutely. Because the, the whole thing, the way they were dressed, they made it like super 70s. He's so like nonchalant about everything. Yeah. I want to be old when I grow up. I like how in the beginning of the movie he pats them down for wires, and he's so like put together and gentleman like up until then. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, the fag and the retard, a real interesting choice to bring to a gunfight, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a gun deal. True. It's like, oh, okay. It wasn't until after he made sure that there were no wires and nobody listening to yeah. he said that stuff. It's like, okay, nobody can hear me uh, being. I was, I was kind of toasty when I watched the movie. In the as as, as she would say, um, mm-hmm. I really I really got a laugh from the fact when they killed the junkie's friend, the one that gave yeah. him the when they on the way. I'm fucking grieving. You're gonna make me puke. <laughs> Let their heads hang in shame. And like, oh shit. <laughs> This fucking junkie, I can't stand let it. The ha- let their heads hang in shame. And for some reason, that shit made me laugh my ass off. That, that, that whole, like, yeah, he got sentimental su- shit is He just, got super Shakespearean. That <laughs> whole, like, junkie trying to be sentimental shit while he's fucking picking his friend's pockets. To get the drugs. To get the drugs, yeah. So, he's, <laughs> so he did start smoking. He, he did start to smoke heroin in the middle of a gunfight. That actually was no, probably I, my... I thought he was smoking meth. It was, it was uh, heroin. Smack. He said heroin. He said smack. Yeah. The guy said, I have smoked uh, smack. But people smoke heroin just yeah. same way. What was, the, what was the line? The line at the beginning of the movie I loved. I don't know. I missed the first he was, coming, he, he was like, uh, do you have any aspirin? He goes, no, but I got some smack. And he's like, well, that's like bringing a... He goes, that's like using a sledgehammer to open a bottle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But that didn't stop him. But no, it didn't stop him at all. He's mm-hmm. like, he immediately took it. He's like, I, I don't get aspirin, but I got smack. You want that? Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take the smack. He hopped on that beige horse. <laughs> so, uh, all in all, they rated this movie over Bad Batch. This movie got like a 60%. I honestly think Bad Batch was better. And uh, Bad Batch I, sounds better. I don't, I don't agree with the rating. I no. don't at all. And it's just, I feel that, like, emotionally I got more invested in The Bad Batch than I did. Yep, there's your dunce cap. We're, I'm, 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 <laughs> a good, I'm a good sport. <laughs> Hold up. What, are you going to pin it to his head? What are you doing? Put just your gonna, hat on. He's going to tape it to my Put head. your hat on. I'm going to pin it to your hat. Oh, no, no, Put no, your no. hat on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can pin it without it on. Yeah, because don't pin it to his head, Willie. Yeah, because... <laughs> 
There's the there's the there's, risk. There's no hair up there. We got we got. Yeah. He shaves his head. You'll That'll get I've been shaving my head lately because I'm going bald there anyway. There you go. Call a shame. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> Just for a few minutes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, a man uh, ain't a man if he doesn't take his punishment with <laughs> So we got we got Bad Batch with uh, Aquaman's Jason Momoa, and we have uh, Keanu Reeves, uber creepy Keanu Reeves, by the way. I didn't even recognize him. Narcos looking first, cult like, member. I, I didn't even fucking recognize him for like the majority of the movie until like the very very end. And I was like, wait a minute, is that a fucking porn no stash Keanu Reeves? No more. But you'll see him in the SpongeBob movie. That that fucking <laughs> porn stash guy. Oh, you don't know that he's gonna be in the SpongeBob movie, like the Burning Bush or something like that. Yeah, I'm made of sage, and I'm a sage. <laughs> that was incredible. I saw the trailer because I Keanu went to the Reeves movie the theater. I went. To, I love Keanu Reeves. But I never would have expected him to accept. A role where he's playing a cult leader that impregnates a bunch of women who. Keanu Reeves. Who, Keanu Reeves is the consummate actor. I think he loves a challenge. Yeah. Who? Who? Fucking like he, he's this cult leader called like the Dream. We're jumping way ahead, by the way. And fucking like. <laughs> all the girls wear ball. shirts that say "I've got the Dream inside." To, be, to, to, to be honest, I'm not surprised. Being Keanu Reeves. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, he probably would have a cult following willing to get pregnant. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> no that's, not, that's not what I'm talking me. about. I'm, I'm talking about the him accepting the role. Yeah. I believe that he he's a fine actor. He's the, like the he will take a challenge, no problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna say Keanu Reeves, unlike most big '90s names, he did the acting his acting career in reverse. Most people. Back in the 90s, they pushed themselves. Their first couple of roles were weird, kind of different. They pushed themselves. And then allowed, allowed themselves to be. Keanu, he started out Keanu. Basically, yeah. it was it was just like he did the same role, same guy, just different movies. Yeah. Dude with and my car type of deal. He fell off for a while, and now he's pushing himself to do all these weird, eclectic roles and push himself as an actor. I think it started with speed. And I think I appreciate him taking all these risks. Yeah. I really do. Because no, I love see it. different sides of the dude. I love oh, it. no, I loved him in uh, fucking, what was it, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Bill, are you waiting for the third one oh, coming yes. out? Yes. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about, like, the third one. Because, like, I just watched the, the, the new Jane Silent Bob movie that came out last year. Mm -hmm. And I fucking hated it. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to hold that in the same light because that was just, that's Kevin Smith. That's yeah. him doing his thing. That really wasn't like a, a popular release movie either. Yeah. He was no. just doing his thing. He was. Honestly, that was the worst Jay and Silent Bob I've ever fucking seen. And Fredo was telling me that it's like that whole movie was just because Kevin Smith was trying to help out. Uh... His daughter. No, no. Um, Jay. Jay? Jay's had several he's, acting gigs since. Well, no, like, I guess, like, Jay showed up to Kevin Smith's house and he's, like, he's been having issues with drugs and this and that and, like, he asked for help and... Kevin Smith? Uh, no, the guy that plays Jay. Um, Jason, oh, okay, yeah, Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes. Mm. Yeah, no, no. Like, I guess he was having a lot of, like, internal issues and fucking, like... Fighting some demons. Fighting some demons. Honestly, dude. I don't fucking, see like, how making a movie like that's gonna help him, though, really. Yeah, no. some money! Money, yeah. Really? What money did that movie make? Not much. Okay. Yeah, well, but that one. And they both had their kids in there. <laughs> yes, but it's that that matters. Um, but that's Jason what I'm saying. Daughter. I think that felt more like. 
Jason Mewes' daughter in the movie was Kevin Smith's daughter in real life, Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah. Uh, that fucking... Mm, don't get me started on that fucking shit. Oh, that drove me insane. What? Harley Quinn Smith? Are you kidding me? Oh. He named his fucking daughter Harley Quinn. Look. Wow. It could have been what he Jason, did. Jason Lee named his kid Pilot Inspector. You know, you got Apple I mean, Paltrow. <laughs> you, have you, you know the, the name? Uh, it's just the whole like Harley Quinn thing that's look, been going around for You know Frank ages. Zappa's? Have you heard the names of Frank Zappa's kids? Uh, Dweezil, uh, Moon Unit, and... The Moon no, Unit. I can't remember the other guy. There's three kids. There's Dweezil, something, and Moon Unit. Zappa. And you got Blanket. So I was <laughs> talking So I was talking to my son. Blanket. To my son the other day about this. That if you ever have kids, try not to be high the day your child is born. All I've got to say for all these famous people naming their kids weird things is at least they're born into enough money to fucking change it when they need to. Honestly. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's that's a plus. Uh, to be honest, I probably would have named my... If I would have been the one to come up with the names of my kids, I would have named my kids somewhere shit too because I'm bad with that shit. I will not, I will not damn Kevin Smith for naming his child the way that he did because of the fact that I know who Kevin Smith is. I know it well enough. I've watched. Well, yeah, he's a comic book guy. He's a comic book guy. He's a movie guy. He's a film guy. And the fact that he named his child after uh, a role that he—it's just the whole like Harley Quinn fucking trend that's going around, and it's been going around for a really long time. And now everyone and their fucking grandmother's like, "Oh my god, I'm Harley Quinn," and they're idolizing the Harley Quinn Joker fucking relationship, not realizing that they're idolizing Stockholm syndrome. And it's just that is a, that was that was extremely toxic at best. Yeah, that that was. Like you said, well, people should not idolize that shit. That yeah. says more about the uh, the people that idolize that relationship exactly. than anything else. Danny says, yeah. Danny. It's, it's like, right now, I, I can I can fucking name and, off and like all, 15 people and right all, now who and are all the little, And all the little goals, memes, and... Uh, yeah. Have a man that's upset with, obsessed with you like this. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, uh, don't be fucking idolizing the Harley Quinn no, Joker fucking relationship. No, that family relationship yeah I like that relationship that is the best fucking relationship like I love they have they have a level of understanding that probably not even them could understand see the whole thing behind Adam that's the goal is their family is supposed to be the polar opposite of your typical suburban white family yeah. and I love that like one of the key elements in their whole polar opposite is the fact that the parents actually love each other because in most like unconditional, uh, undying love. Exactly, because yeah. most portrayals of marriage for heterosexual fucking couples is, oh, they just stay together for the kids, but they actually fucking hate each other. Sex. It's awful. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, it. I like the Adams family better because they allow themselves to be their real selves around each other and to the world. And yeah, they, they embrace that shit. And you could feel, and, and the way, especially the first movie that they did for the Adams family, not so much on the show, on the sitcom from the 60s, but on the movies. The first movie with Angelica and Raul Julia, you could like sense that. I love seeing that movie because of that. Yeah. Rest in peace, good sir. Yeah, Raul Julia was one hell of an actor. May he sleep peace. Goddamn right. Ah, getting back to the bad bad. Yeah, it was a because I really do want to talk about this movie. I know that the, talking about other things includes you, but I'm sorry, I got to exclude you for a minute. <laughs> so this I'm girl, the guy wearing the hat. What can I say? So this girl gets sent to what is it like a Texas prison? So it's it's basically encampment. You got you got to picture it like the the, the uh, British colonies used to do with uh, Australia. 
Okay. Way back when. And yeah. pardon me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> uh, basically, what they've done is, uh, I guess the U.S. government's gotten to the point where they are sending all undesirables out into a, what is a Texas wasteland kind of desert. Yeah. And you, you know that wall that you see that they're putting up right now. Basically, what it is, is there's your, your prison wall, yep. and they put you on the other side of it, and that is where you live. If you're considered undesirable, if you're considered not one of the beautiful, if you're not considered a hard worker, if you're a criminal, if you're basically anything that's... If you're in the country undocumented. Yeah, well, basically, yeah. I mean, pretty much anything that the society at that time, they don't really talk about what's going on on the other side of the wall. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that as a yeah. sequel. The Bad Batch getting to the other side of the wall because let me let's be honest, it's just a fucking chain link. I honestly fence. would love to see like the three of them escape the little wasteland and fucking like go to wherever it is, uh, Cuba. You're really right. getting me wanting to watch this movie. It's a good fucking movie, man. I think uh, time. Shit. But I mean, within the first <laughs> within the first ten minutes of the movie. She's she's captured by uh, what is a, a group of uh, wasteland cannibals, and they immediately take her her uh, what's it her her left, arm and her leg. right arm and leg. Uh yeah, both on the right side, and like they she, they were getting ready to fucking like take another piece of her, and so if she, you're a righty, you can kick nor punch. She, no, this girl was a fucking genius about this shit. She like she had a little bedpan in her like dirt. Fucking yeah, that was just a bedpan. Yeah. She had a little bedpan, and fuck it, like she took a shit, and then she rubbed it all over herself so they couldn't fucking like take anything. Yeah. So that the lady had to like that was coming to take pieces of her had to like wash her off, and then she fucking beat her over the head with a fucking mm. bar. Rebar, yeah. Yeah, and then fucking like crawled her ass she away, found just, her skateboard, and then rolled away. She was just handcuffed to the side of uh, an old plane. Yeah. So it was she wasn't in a prison cell of any sort. What they were doing this this particular group of cannibals, they had taken over what looked like a, a graveyard for uh, airplanes. So they were they were living in and out of those things there. Uh, no, like in an island type of deal, right? And they they actually it's not no it's not an island. This is uh, this is it's like it's like the world we live in. It's like kind of a post apocalyptic. It, it looks like it, but like. That's just, like, that area of Texas. Like, it's just the desert fucking, like, outside desert of that area. It's, it's all, like, suburban fucking modern bullshit. Everything. Well, I'm assuming it is, just because, like, anyone who's not undesirable gets sent to this place. Everything that you see in the movie leads you to believe it's supposed to be sort of like the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Like, one of the possible outcomes of how we're going right now. Uh... The music is very heavy, 80s and 90s dance music. Oh, I'm um, liking it already. To the, to the point, like, there was this uh, one thing that they focus on in the movie is they have this traveling, I want to say DJ station. It's on I wheels. I love that oh, shit. Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, my God. It's like, okay, so it's like, a, it's like a DJ booth, but it looks like a giant stereo, and it's got, like, strip lights all around it and shit. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's a giant box. And, like, the top is a platform where... Keanu Reeves, the dream. You like kind sounds, of sounds like sound matches. like me if I won the lotto. Yeah, dude, right? like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah like the, it's like a like food truck, truck that looks like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a food truck that they cooking up the tunes made look like a fucking stereo. Which I mean, novel idea for a food truck. I could do honestly that. Just traveling music, dude. It could be a a, that, a bar truck. Get a fucking like food truck, make that shit, and then go to Hempfest. 
right? Oh, to yeah. the Ironbound, oh, to the Ironbound down in in Salem, Lynn or Salem, some somewhere there. They have like a whole area for food trucks down there. Well, we gotta hit it one day. We all gotta they need their it. own music, right? Uh, yeah, I would. I want to know the only thing I want to know the iconic smiley face pants that she's wearing throughout the entire movie. I want those. Where did she get them? Because Target. like, right? They look so fucking clean. Because she she got captured in a pair of like white, blue, and pink. They're they're like watermelon shorts. Yeah, like watermelon shorts. Yeah. What are watermelon shorts? And part of my ignorance. What are watermelon shorts? They're, it's they're just, just a, a pair of shorts scheme. that with. Oh 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 okay. The they, red red and green whatever. Yeah, it's like green, white, and then the the pink on the bottom with the little like seeds. Oh. Uh, that's what she got captured in. What she got sent into the desert and somehow yeah, but she. Yeah, five had, months later. Yeah, somehow between she had point A and point B, she ends up with those pants on. Yeah. Which are the like. That's but, the main but, focus point for all of their advertisements. Yeah, but like those shorts are hella clean for being in a wasteland. And yeah. for everything that she went through. Yeah, right? But I mean what they're gonna they're gonna leave her on the shit stained pants from when she escaped her captors. Sure they didn't about. look shit stained. No. But, but they, they were I, oh no, they were because she fucking rubbed shit all over her fucking body. They didn't look it, but we know they were. Oh yeah. I appreciate her escape. My wife watched this movie with me and I appreciated her escape from the 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 cannibal yeah, cannibal. cannibals because she's like just pushing herself across the desert on her back on a skateboard because yeah. she's missing it she's missing an arm and a leg no, no, yeah, so I know, but, gonna... but i like the symbolism of that though shout out to the fucking guy with the carriage that well that was jim carrey's character the hermit i didn't realize that was fucking jim carrey yep holy shit that was jim carrey's character the hermit throughout I the entire him. movie that like this guy he's just a he's just a nice guy he doesn't say anything or do anything. He just like grabs this girl off the fucking desert floor and then brings her to comfort the the psychedelic cult place. But it's like it's it's a decent place to be living in if you're in that kind of fucking situation. Right. And then fucking Jason Momoa shows up and he's I like, "What a psychedelic cult place." It was uh, it was an it was definitely a cult compound. Comfort oh yeah, it's a cult compound. Psychedelic cult place sounds attractive. Oh yeah, because like uh, <laughs> this guy he gets all his like pregnant lady fucking cult bitches to make ecstasy and acid and fucking shrooms and weed and all this shit for him. To basically keep his mask they make weed. placated. Oh, to, to keep him high and, and, and compliant. Because yeah. every, every day is a bit of work and then every night is party. Yeah, exactly. That's how they, they do it in, that, in comfort. Right and sick. Honestly, I told him my dad would live there if I was in that situation. He definitely lives in a Texas plantation. That house that he lives in, it's a plantation. Yeah. <laughs> Which gave, gave that's, it a real bad. That's a, that's a whole. That has a whole lot of symbolism, though. Oh yeah. To to a lot of things. So I, I I'm trying not to give away too too much, but I mean honestly, this is a spoiler cast. Fuck that. It, it is it is a spoiler cast. I mean I'm still interested. You can tell me yeah. the beginning to end, and I still want to watch it now. So like this now girl, I feel I feel bad that I didn't watch it now. This girl five months later after she's finally like fully healed her arm and leg and shit she's got a prosthetic leg, um, fucking like she gets a gun she finds bullets and she starts walking back to the the cannibal encampment and she doesn't get all the way there but she's fucking pissed she's like I you guys ate me <laughs> basically and like on her way there she comes across this lady and her daughter scavenging for like plates and shit and like the, the lady like while she's looking through piles of trash breaks her leg and 
what's her fucking name? It starts with an A. Uh, Is it Arlen? Arlen. Arlen shows up and she's like, fuck you, bitch. You don't get to fucking say shit to me. I begged, I pleaded, and y'all still ate me. And she shoots her in the fucking head. And, like, this lady's daughter's just like, um... Well, the daughter doesn't speak to, like, the very end of the movie. Yeah. Like, she... That's one of the things I actually really appreciated about the, the movie, is they did so much and they spoke very little yeah. in that movie. There was very little actual conversation. So you're watching all of this, it's all very visual. Uh, which you don't get to see with a lot of movies. A lot no. of movies kind of rely on the di- dialogue to move it along, and yeah. most of this movie... Even everything between the fights in the beginning, all the cannibalism that happens, it's wow. all unspoken. I like movies with a lot of visual symbolism because it makes me think. It, it calls for conversation, for people to have certain conversations that to some people might be uncomfortable. And it makes me wonder if what they dropped, that if she dropped LSD acid or if it was like peyote or whatever, that first that first time when she yeah. lost the kid to Keanu. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder, because she goes off into the desert and just, it, it, she seems like she's going on some kind of peyote head trip. Sounds like a movie that will spark very smart conversation. Or like the conservatives like to call it liberal bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so she takes this little girl back to comfort. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, she loses the child at one of their evening parties, who ends up with the dream, Keanu Reeves. And then fucking, like, Arlen ends up out in the fucking desert, no idea where the fuck she is, and fucking Jason Momoa shows up, and he's like, where the fuck is my kid? Have you seen this child? And she's just like, uh, nope. (laughs) And, like, fucking, um, he asked the hermit where his daughter was, and the hermit's like, you draw me, because he's a fucking amazing artist. doesn't, mind you, doesn't say anything. He just kind of goes through the drawings and goes, tells him you're gonna do this, and then Poses all nice poses. and fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really know that was. I didn't know that was Jim Carrey until I looked through no the list. No idea. He didn't look like him at all. Not at all. A lot of beard. He a lot beard, of beard. No teeth. Worn, fucking. Just he looked really, really great. They did really makeup. good with the makeup. Let yeah, me tell you. great oh, wow. makeup. Well, Jim Carrey's another excellent actor. Oh yeah. And I I love the the, the shit that he's been like saying to the media lately. Oh, I love I love Jim Carrey. I love too. his art. Absolutely. His art is fantastic. Yeah, no, like, Jim Carrey's the fucking man. Jim Carrey and Keanu Reeves should make a movie together. Like, they will be the leading roles. No, leading roles. <laughs> like, be at the leading roles of the movie and at the center of everything. Yeah. But something like that, with a, something that sparks a lot of smart conversation. Right. I'm not sure. Think of something. <laughs> watch The Bad Batch. You'll love it. Yeah, honestly. Definitely. I'm sure. I, now I know I will. I feel bad that I didn't watch it. Hence, I am wearing. Well, like the entire movie. The cone of shame. The the entire movie, there's this like unspoken sexual tension between Jason Momoa and Arlen, and like I live for that shit. Wait, Arlen, the the girl that got ate. Yeah. Oh, Jason Momoa is one. That's not that's that's not the kind of wrong, but yeah. Yeah, she did get ate. Literally. Yeah, she did. Fucking like there's like a little bit of sexual tension between them, and like I don't know how to feel about this because like Jason Momoa, fuck yeah. But also, like, this girl looks like she's a fucking teenager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a fucking teenager that's trying to flirt with this full-grown giant man. Can I just, can I just say, <sighs> when, when Jason Momoa, who is actually tag-named in this movie as Miami Man. Yeah. That's uh, what they call him? They call him Miami Man. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> 
he doesn't really give up his name. He doesn't speak a lot in the movie itself. But when he does speak, he is trying to speak with a, a deep Cubano accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it really, it really, I had to sit It kind of threw me off. I had to kind of sink into it a little bit because I was like, uh, I, I've listened to this guy talk before. That's yeah, right. I, I have met a few Cubans that look like, kind of like Jason Momoa, so not far-fetched, but then again, he's not Cuban. She's like, no. she's like asking him what he used to do before he got sent to the Bad Batch, and he's like, oh, I used to do a little bit of everything, tattoos and machinery and this and that, blah, blah. She's like, oh, I got this little cherry tattoo when I was 13, and I have suicide on my arm. And I'm just... Yes, looking at this. This this is just like every conversation that I've ever had with anybody about tattoos. They're like, oh, I got this one and this one. I'm tatted up. And I'm just like, bro, look at me. Let's let's just uh, put put a little bit of perspective on that. That is like, in all all honesty, in all honesty, most naive southern youth that I've met. Mm -hmm. It, It just... This my, my entire southern. world, you know, it's, it's not just southern. It's it's up here too. Fucking like I see it all the time. Fucking like I still got friends who are like, oh, I'm tatted up, this and that, blah. They got like three tattoos. I'm like, bro, talk to me when you get up to fifty. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not tatted up. That's uh, <laughs> you, that's what little you could take. I lost count. <laughs> all the little tiny things here, you know. Yeah, just a little bit. Little I'm not tatted up. I have a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> just one. Uh, but. And I had something I wanted to say. You lost your train of thought earlier. I lost my train ah, of thought my bad. right now. <laughs> tattoo life. One tattoo. Uh, no, no. The uh, the whole cult relationship. So you, you got yeah. a picture. You got a... Have you seen Narcos? Yeah. Um, okay. I you got a picture him oh. kind of looking like the lead from that. Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. And he's dressed, in, he's dressed in your atypical cultist white. And he has got... He has got what? Maybe eight... Eight uh, pregnant... Young women, young women that you can see. That I, well, that's all you can see. Yeah. Right. Uh, you have one main girl that seems to be at his side at all times, all carrying well, Uzis at pretty much. He, all he time. just broke the record for people I've met with the most baby mamas. Then uh, at oh. the same time, it's like he it's like he got them all pregnant at the same time because they all seem to be in the same stage of pregnancy. Yeah. But it also when yeah, he I got took stories for you when he. <laughs> When he took the little girl in like he did, it started making me wonder. He's gonna rape this child. It started making me. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It started making me wonder. He's gonna feed this child acid and rape her, and I'm not okay with this. Was he was he taking her in to raise her and then impregnate her? Absolutely. They all seem to be about the same age. All the girls. My, my, My question is, why the fuck would you be so selfish to reproduce if you're in that situation? Why the fuck would you make another person while you're in a fucking post-apocalyptic compound? Why would you put another person into that situation? Well, because it's... it's, A child of all things. It's it's that same kind of self-centered kind of cult leader mentality. Yeah, no, I I mean, like, I get the whole, like, fucking narcissism behind it and sociopathic... He wants to see more of himself in the world and thus he wants to impregnate everything that moves, you know? Maybe he's trying to make a little army so they can break out. I don't know. But, like, it might not would make sense. <laughs> and it seemed like he tried to indoctrinate uh, Arlen, too, at one point. He was trying oh, yeah. to bring Absolutely. her into the He was the trying fold. to bring her in, and she's like, no, fuck this. I just want the kid. Right. Smart girl, by the way, puts the gun in the, the bottom Fucking of her prosthetic. <laughs> kind of makes me wonder how she was able to continue to walk on it, because you figure after you compromise the foot, True. it's all hollow. 
you'd think that the rest of the foot's not going to hold as well as... Well, I don't know. It looks, like, pretty sturdy. Well, that's what I'm saying. It looks sturdy, but once you compromise the bottom end, yeah. the part that you're putting the most pressure on, you think that's going to splinter. It's going to split as it goes yeah. up. But, um, so. I don't know. It looks like she wrapped it up, like, pretty well and then had the shoe over it. Fucking, like, there was not some a lot protection. of concrete. Not a lot of concrete out there but, either. But, like, it's so. also not like she was running. So, I guess with her being in the in the desert, I mean, yeah. sand's she's like, not hard. She's, like, she's careful about her, like, steps and shit. Like, she's walking around slowly. She's not, like, putting a whole lot of pressure on this leg. But, uh, okay. So, I mean, as our films stand, this one got a uh, 5.3 through IMDb. It deserves so much more than that. Uh, Free Fire got a uh, slightly better rating. It ended up with a 6.4. So, between the two movies, honestly, I felt like... Free Fire, as far as I'm the concerned, I watched it, and the ending is going to stay with me. Yeah. I watched The Bad Batch, and I can remember the whole damn movie. Like, yeah. Everything was so visual and visceral that you just can't get it out of your head. Yeah. Fucking, like, I, I feel like the only reason uh, Free Fire got a better rating is just because there's more going on. I believe Free Fire also got a uh, theater release, whereas I yeah. don't think that uh, The Bad Batch did. I think The Bad Batch might have been like a Just direct directly to Netflix. Netflix movie. Yeah. So, and, then, and they tend to, I mean, critics in general tend to shit on uh, Netflix in gen- and mo- yeah. movies just because they're it's Netflix Just because it's movies. Netflix. They're bypassing But like Netflix comes out with some good shit. It does. It does come, come out with some. Yeah. So Sometimes, oh. sometimes... It feels like the movies that you get at the Walmart five dollar bin, but you got a few of them that just feel that way. Like some, you know, some like Van Damme or Steven Seagal will make a movie now. Man, I miss five dollar bin Fridays. There was some. (laughs) You have five dollar bin Fridays. Yeah, dude. Growing up, me and my family, like my mom used to take us to Walmart, dig through the five dollar bin, grab a bunch of movies, and then we have movie night. I go. I do that, or I used to go to that. Blockbuster yeah, all the time, and I go buy their used movies or whatever. Or when, uh, oh, what was that name? What's the name of that video store? Uh, uh, Suncoast. Suncoast Video okay. had a really good uh, slush bin. Yeah. Fye, not so much. Really couldn't find a lot of good stuff there. I miss Fye. Fye was overpriced. Fye was dope, but it was it was incredible. Had a lot of hard to find stuff. Like one thing that I regret missing out on getting. Um, they had the entire box set of the old Dark Shadows TV show. Yeah. So they had every single episode of Dark Shadows ever made. They put it out like once in this massive box set. And I was going to pick it up one tax time. I decided to do other things with the money. and But it was like 400 bucks. Yeah. But you got to understand that the amount of TV you're getting with that, it was like a soap opera back way back when. Mm. So that played every single day. Huh. Or almost we'll set five days a week. Yeah. So if you got five days a week, you're going over like a 15 year span, a little bit more. That's it started out as a black and white TV show, moved into color. You're talking a lot of stuff to watch there. So yeah, yay, I mean, that's I, some like Doctor Who level fucking commitment. Yeah. I regret missing. It. <laughs> you're engaged to that. You're married yeah, to that right. show. Yeah, no. I mean, not That's even. That's how I am with Stargate right now. Like, Stargate, Stargate was crazy. I Stargate think... was the fucking shit. Like, I grew up on Stargate. I'm like rewatching the first like ten seasons right now, and like I never, uh, I got into the first few seasons of Stargate Atlantis, and I never got into it after that because like SG One is mm-hmm. my life. 
But um, I'm honestly, I'm definitely considering getting like an outline of Tilk's head and shoulders with indeed across his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that uh. I love Christopher Judge so fucking much. Christopher Judge. Dude, he plays fucking Kratos in the God of War games. Like, mm-hmm. ah, there's so much shit that I had no idea all of these people were in. Yeah. And, like, I never did any research on these people until, like, as, now, as, now that I'm on the podcast and shit. Stargate, the Stargate was, was incredible. God, way ahead of its time. Yeah, great show to watch while smoking. I, I actually believe some of my first smoking that I did in my teens was watching Stargate. I think I'm on season my six right now. But Stargate, Stargate, I couldn't really get into it, like, to watch it religiously like most of my friends and cousins did. It's all free on Hulu. But, yeah. I know, and I just definitely... SG-1's far better than the, uh, like, Atlantis and stuff like that, honestly. Honestly, The original Stargate? My whole obsession with Jason Momoa started with Stargate Atlantis. Yeah? Yeah. Ah, those dreads! He did did wear dreads on that. He did. Remember. Looked good with them. So just to give you a little bit of an idea of what I was talking about with that box set, the number of episodes for the TV show, which spanned from 1966 to 1971 like as a soap opera. Ah, yeah, that's a little over. What's the name of it, What's the name of it again? It's Dark Shadows. Oh, Barnabas Collins. Barnabas Collins. That was yes. the man. Uh, if you don't okay, include the 19... 91 remake. It was terrible. I think they made a series too, like a new remake of the series, no? They made a movie. But not the series? Uh, the, well, they had like 1991, they did a series for it. I yeah. think they were looking to remake it again. When I was little, I watched the original. They used to show it. They used to even show it. I remember they, even in the Spanish channel, they showed it too. Right. Before NBC brought out Telling Way before all that. Because now NBC has like a Spanish channel. But back in the day, you used to be able to watch it in the English channel, and later at night, you could watch it in the Spanish channel, too. Yeah. So, this show came in at 1,225 episodes before it went off the air in 1971. You know, I was going to say 1,500 for my first case, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to overextend that. That's still a lot of watching for like a half hour to an hour yeah. soap opera. So I could finish uh, it in a week, guaranteed. They... <laughs> They almost ruined the legacy of this television show with that Johnny Depp film that they did. Yeah, no, I fucking, like, I remember the, the, the movie, and I fucking hated it. I know they did, it but... It was terrible. I never watched it. I don't know if... I, I, I feel like I wasn't really interested in watching it. I think that if you were a fan of the original show... That I, guess that, I guess that's out. why, because I loved... Uh, it was it Johnny Depp? Yeah. Don't. And I love him, but to me, it was like... Not his best work. I don't know how I feel about this shit. Not his best work. It was definitely not worth the watch. You take Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, you put them together, you think you're going to get magic, and that time it didn't. No. I wonder if there's anywhere we could catch the Dark Shadow somewhere. Okay, the so... The Primes on the Hulu. I think the on Hulu or... Is it Hulu or Prime? There is a vast majority of it for free, but there's major gaps. Yeah. And so, it was kind of deep. Um, when I started watching True Blood, I don't know if you guys know that show yep. from HBO about yes, yes. vampires. I didn't watch it, but I know it. There was a darkness about a lot of things that happened that reminded me a lot of Dark Shadows. Like the character of the guy, the main character, dude. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and that's the reason why I didn't like the Twilight stuff. Because to me, it was like too teenage Yeah. True Blood was like real grown-up shit. <laughs> 
They they took what was a, essentially a, a violent lore and turned it into something cute and sparkly. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Which is the the whole reason why I believe that uh, Robert Pattinson right now as the bat as the Batman. Oh no, he fucking hated that role. Like, they stupidly he hated cute. the Edward Cullen role. They oh, I, ruined him. They ruined him. I don't understand this this little trend as of late late last couple of decades since two thousand. They've been grabbing things that you're supposed to be scared of, aware to give you some awareness. They make it cute, like toxic relationships. Yep. Right. Like some well, people laugh right like now, being with somebody that's obsessed with you. It's okay. Well, it's great. That's because right now you're in the era of like e girls and boys and shit and fucking like. Face. Everybody, everybody, nobody has to uh, enough attention. Every that and fucking everyone's super into like the kawaii shit and fucking anime and fucking just, just like the cutesy shit and fucking it's 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 oversimplifying things that are really complicated. Exactly. Yeah. It's oversimplifying stories that are not meant to be cute and cuddly. You would think that with the evolution of entertainment at this day and time, certain shows will be made to give you awareness of how complicated a toxic relationship could be. Yeah. And probably how to get out of it while you can. That's kind of why I appreciated the Harley Quinn movie. I don't know if either of you have seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. The Birds of Prey. I'm not going to ruin much about it for you outside of the fact that she in the movie actually comes to a realization of how toxic that relationship really was. And she decides to get some closure by blowing up the... uh, the place where she was thrown in the vat. Yeah. Like, that solidified their relationship. Fucking... I don't know, I, I... The one thing I like about, like, the advertisements for the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie is the fact that she, You can tell it was made by a woman. Right. You can tell. Like, she's not over-sexualized. The, the um, center of the screen is on her face, not on her tits. Fucking... <laughs> she's not wearing a little monster fucking... There is a there is a fight scene. There is a fight scene in the movie where they're kicking ass, and she stops in the middle of the fight scene, and says, "You need a hair tie." Gives her a hair tie, yeah, and right. they go right back about. But there's like it's so fluid that it does not take away from the action. So yeah. it's like literally that goes right through it and right back into the action. She's got like shorter pigtails. So one gives the other a hair tie and they just keep fighting? That was another part of her distancing himself from So he can't herself. grab her by the hair. Yeah. Fuck it. Like that's a, that's what a lot of people did. That's what I did for a while. Like my, my ex beat the shit out of me so I cut my hair really short so he couldn't grab me by the hair again. Fucking like I, uh, I, I just I love this whole fucking portrayal of Harley Quinn in the Birds of Prey movie. And I haven't even fucking seen it yet. I, I, I treat it as a standalone movie because a lot of this, it's a... Uh, you, you know Scrubs, how it's almost yeah. all internal narrative. Uh, 90% of the movie is the same way. It's all internal narrative, so... Like our Scorsese's film? So here I am, <laughs> getting, bit, getting the shit bit out of me by <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I think a lot of my appreciation came after watching the movie because I like, yeah, you had to let certain elements sink in for a second. Yeah. But I really did like the Harley Quinn movie. Uh, and I'm hoping that they don't ruin it when they do this new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. I read about it and I think men that don't understand feminism and why it exists should watch that movie. Facts. There's a lot of movies like that that I really believe that they, they have a, a feminist flair on it without uh, pulling punches. But the thing is, you have to understand that just like there's toxic masculinity, there's toxic feminism. That doesn't mean feminism is bad. 
Right. Just like the fact that there's a Fidel Castro or um, there was a Hugo Chavez in Venezuela doesn't mean that socialism is bad. Yeah. There are plenty of countries where socialism works just fine. Everyone just yeah. loves to bring up fucking Nazi Germany and fucking this and that and blah, blah, blah. And places where, it, and Venezuela and places where it's failed because people abused the socialism. Like Denmark, fucking Norway, fucking like, what is it, Iceland? Right. Yeah, yeah like all these places are doing just fucking fine. Canada, doing fine. Doing great. Yeah. Actually. You don't have to fucking wait. Three you can weeks. get free healthcare even months. as a tourist. You, you don't have to wait two months to get a fucking diagnosis on something so simple. Like, yeah. they, they'll have specialists there for you, ready to give you a diagnosis. Tell, like, tell me how ridiculous it is that this coronavirus shit hit the fan, and all we had was 2,000 tests prepared, countrywide. What I would like to know is... And they're not even, like, affordable to everyone. That being said, yeah. before we really, really get into the second part of our podcast, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break All right. so that our sponsors can have their say. Yes. If we still have sponsors left, I think we have one. Okay. <laughs> and we love you. Get we, ready for bullshit. Hey, to our Facebook people here, we are looking for more sponsors. So if it's you sponsor. are a local business and would like to sponsor our podcast, reach out to us because we could use some sponsorship. Yeah. If you're, you. not, if you're not local, reach out to All right. And that being said, we're going to go ahead and let our sponsors have our say. Their, their say? Not a, well, they can have our say, too. We, we talk for them, right? Yeah. Okay. They can have our say. <laughs> okay. And I, by here, give you my say. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to Tea Time with Honey! Alright, so this week we're talking about bullshit and everything, and as per usual, bullshit. And things. And things. <laughs> things and stuff and bullshit and, well, yeah. So to start off Tea Time this week, I got hit with some fucking shit at work. <laughs> Someone reported me to my boss for my outfit at work being, quote-unquote, too distracting. Which is complete shit. I've worn this outfit multiple times. It's just a fucking knee-length skirt with like a small slit up the side and a tank top with a sweater over it. And my boss calls me into her office just after I get back from my smoke break. And she's like, just so you're aware, someone in the warehouse reported you to me for your outfit being too distracting while you're walking through to go smoke your cigarette. And I'm like, well, that's kind of bullshit because I've worn this plenty of times and it's never been an issue before. I guess someone just woke up on the bad side of the bed that day and just decided to pick on me for no fucking reason. The most antisocial person in the fucking building. <laughs> and fucking... Oh, because you know who accepted it. I have no idea who it was. Oh, okay. She does, though. And, like, I didn't ask her who it was because I don't want her to think that I'm trying to start shit. But, like, I went to the bosses in the warehouse and I was like, you know who reported me? Because this is kind of bullshit. And my boss agreed with me that I was just projecting rape culture. Yeah. She and I have both seen multiple other women in the office with actual dress code violations. And they don't get spoken to. They don't get anything. Fucking, like, it's bullshit. And... Like, my supervisor was telling me that, like, the, the bosses in the warehouse treat everyone like shit, and, like, her son used to work in the warehouse, and fucking, they treated him like shit. Like, he, most of the people that work in the press room fucking hate it. And, like, they're, they're short a lot of people right now, so, like, everyone's stressed out, everyone's fucking this and that. And, like, they, they treat employees over there like they're, we're in fucking middle school. Like, it, it's, uh. it, it's bullshit. 
fucking. I, I know you said you wanted to like chime in on the whole dress code thing. I'm gonna tell you this. If you let it get distracted to the point that you have to complain about it, something's really wrong with you. Honestly, like, if if you think that going to my boss behind my back is a brilliant fucking idea instead of just speaking to me like a fucking adult, I would have understood. I wouldn't have gone to fucking HR for sexual harassment or any of that. I would have been like, look, buddy, I'm not the, <laughs> look, buddy, I'm not the fucking person you should be speaking to. If anything, you should be speaking to the people who are getting distracted. The fuck? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just going out for my fucking break. It's not like I'm walking up to people in the warehouse like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? Shooting the shit fucking while they're working with big machinery. So, I mean, I feel like I'm going to say this and I'm going to out somebody at my uh, daughter's old school. Yeah. I feel like kind of what you're saying, but I think it says more about the person that called you out. Yeah, that's else. what I'm saying. Like, if, um, if you're getting distracted, like. If you're getting distracted, find another fucking job. So my oldest daughter uh, attends a local high school. I'm not going to call out the high school or anything like that because it's not my business to call people out on their home field because this guy still works for the school. Mm. But the guy, uh, he, he sent uh, he sent my daughter home on multiple occasions for uh, wearing outfits that were too distracting in class. And it's not that anybody else had come up to him and said that these were too distracting, but the teacher himself. He took it up on his own. Why the fuck are opinion. you employing someone who is looking at children like this? That's exactly. Who is getting distracted by children in, in whatever outfit they're wearing? If you're getting distracted by a child, that is. God forbid the men see that we have thighs or shoulders. The thing was is that my, my daughter pointed out and, and she, she would point out when I drive her to school that some of these kids are wearing the same things that she was wearing. It just It is just because she happened to be a slender, good-looking girl yeah. that this was a distraction. It was if that outfit was on one of these other girls not so much a distraction. Oh, he said that her. he said that too? No, he didn't say that. He, I, my no, daughter no, was but... pointing that out. Oh! I was about to go strangle that guy myself. But was, he found her distracting. And I don't have a daughter. He found her distracting in that outfit. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's... If, you're, if you have an employee who's getting distracted by children, report him to the fucking police. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, I'm, my, my daughter stopped me from actually going to the school and having a conversation with the principal about this because she was almost out of the class as it was. It's like, I'm moving on to the next year, I don't have to deal with him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but the next person's going to have to deal with him, and the next person that he sends home is going to have to deal with him until finally he doesn't find somebody distractive, he finds somebody attractive. I'm happy. I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my, my head around certain things I hear about. You know, the whole rape culture thing. I, I mean, I am a man, and I admire the beauty of women. And if a woman looks good, she walks by, I look, continue going about my damn day. Do I really need to stare to the point where this is distracting from doing my job? Like, Yeah, right? How fucking and then, you have to And be? then in the case of this teacher, a kid. Right? Like, that. that's... Dude literally just outed himself as a fucking pedophile. Basically. Like, and... Oh, God. It... it don't even fucking get me started <laughs> on the teacher. That's just crazy. Yes, I remember the other teacher. Don't the, even uh, get me started on my old fucking culinary teacher. So No, get started. I'm going to start you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, get no, started. Fucking, it so, so there was this culinary teacher at my old high school who 
not a lot of people liked because he was very intimidating. He was scary. He was always angry and fucking like he, he was just not a great guy. And I guess recently he got fired from the high school that he transferred to. I, I think he was going. He was working at Essex after um, the folk and. He, he got fired because he was accused of touching a boy. Okay. Yeah. And like, God knows how many other students this happened to before someone actually spoke out. Like, I'm, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to take Play like, the, uh, the church elder side. game where you just move people around so that yeah. nobody really pays attention. I'm never going to take the side of the accused unless there's actual proof that they didn't fucking do it because nowadays you can't fucking... Like... Oh, yeah. God, you yeah. can't go anywhere without thinking that someone is a rapist. Like, you, you women, oh, God. <laughs> Tripping over myself. I know, so I know, I know, I know what you shit. say because I've been accused of things, but falsely accused of things. But those are things that I have done before. Just uh, So, a, nobody had told me, you touched your kid. Because, and, and I didn't, but I really didn't do it before neither. Yeah. Just as a, a quick side note, uh, just because you know, I, I feel like I should bring this up. I was thinking about getting a little, uh, a little soundboard for our podcast, but now I'm just realizing we just need to get you aggravated about things. Yeah, right. <laughs> you make plenty get me of, started. Just get you started. You make plenty of Lock, interesting bro. sound effects. <laughs> okay, one thing that we could do is, what is your least favorite movie? Hmm. Let's watch that for next week. <laughs> we got a great thumb the whole podcast. Oh god. <laughs> We're not watching know. Tromeo and Juliet again. No, 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 no. Oh god, no. We'll get, we'll get great sound. Like I even know, dude, like I I was on that whole like fuck Johnny Depp train before the evidence came out that Amber Heard was the one abusing him. And that also shows you that you can't really believe what you're reading until... Exactly. Like, uh, you, you can't believe anybody these days. We've become a country of guilty until proven innocent. At some point, he just he just got so annoyed by the whole thing that it seemed like he was just uninterested. Believe what you want, and he wasn't even caring to tell his side of the story, really. Well... Yeah, th that's because he didn't have he, he didn't want to like come out with this whole fucking solid evidence shit he just wanted to move on with his fucking life exactly she cut off his fucking finger dude that's crazy so I think and she this still is... has her job on Aquaman after Johnny Depp lost his job as fucking Jack Sparrow that's bullshit I think that the me too movement and, and, and a lot and I'm not saying that it was a bad thing it's I'm not. just saying that there were a lot of people that used it for their own purposes for their 15 minutes of exactly being, and it, it completely negates everyone else's fucking stories it completely fucking nullifies anyone who actually decides to speak out because now everyone thinks that people are just using the me too movement as a way to get attention so I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw my my own personal hat in the ring here and I'm going to say that uh, for me for this podcast uh, we are on the uh, justice for Johnny Depp train here fuck yeah we are we are we are not on we the Amber Heard you, train Johnny. and that says nothing against the me too movement that just says that you know what in some cases Guys have to deal with domestic violence, rape, and all sorts of stuff, too. Yep. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If anything, he should be able to hashtag Me Too as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Definitely. It happens to men just as much as it happens to women. The uh, only reason that there aren't any actual statistics on it is because men don't speak out because they get seen as, as weak. Weird as, yeah, I was going to say, as weird as it sounds, there's more stigma to a guy admitting to that kind of abuse than there is for a woman to admit to that kind of abuse. Yeah, because if, if a man speaks out about his abuse, his rape, his fucking this and that... What he, <laughs> What did you do? Why didn't you put a stop to it? What are you talking about? I'm right? the kind of guy that's not going to raise my hand to a woman, and uh, I get abused for it, and technically I'm the one that's... I don't know if either of you guys saw Super. <laughs> yes. With, with Rain Wilson yes. and fucking... Um, and that was a weird, creepy movie, too. This chick... Uh, what's her fucking name? I, I, it's, was, I know that, her. was that Ellen Page? Yes. Ellen Page. Ellen Page raped fucking Rain Wilson. Yeah. And, like... It, it, it gets played off as this fucking goofy little scene, but like, what the fuck? It, they take it so lightheartedly, and it's just like, he was oh, also this is, this a is little not bit, fucking okay. He was also a bit mental in that movie too. So it was like her, t- her taking sexual advantage of a uh, a mental patient. So yeah, we lost everyone for a minute there. Yeah, no, I'm replying to a text. Yeah, everybody kind of zoned out. But like, it, it's just it's fucking bullshit. The whole stigma behind men. And the Me Too movement is so minimal. Yeah. It, it, like it's. But to uh, is that, is that speak out about their abuse. And and it's and it's more because of shame than fear. Exactly. A lot of men don't want to say that a woman beat them up. Exactly, because then they get shit on by their friends, by coworkers, by anyone it, on the it's internet. It's because you, as a man, are supposed to be this still. That's that's still. You're supposed to be the strong version. The, the strong, stronger the, of the sexes, yeah. right? That, that's, and that's what the stereotype and, and that's, is. And that's the way that is being put on us as men. That we don't want to come out and say, you know, I'd allow a girl to beat me up. You know, and I hear that one thing that like when guys get when guys get like sexually abused or have been raped and everything. Well, you couldn't, nothing could have happened to you that you didn't like. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to do anything during that. They couldn't have done anything to you because uh, if you didn't enjoy it, you, you wouldn't you, have you, gotten Yeah, harassed. you'd be surprised. I used to think the same thing too. And the things I've read about the whole thing, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy and it's pretty positive. I knew this, I knew this girl. Um, she, she was arrested a little while back, but she actually date-raped three guys. I she, fucking believe it! She dosed them with, I think, was it GHB and yeah. Viagra? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Don't get me started on that shit. My uh, ex. And then, oh, no, let me, let me finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She claimed... These guy ra- guys raped her. So she did that just so she could claim that they raped her. Tell me she went to a hospital and they got believed her up, they, they believed her up until the uh, third guy. Yeah. And then they, they uh, the third guy was the only one that came forward and said, I don't remember any of this. And they tested his system and they found the GHB the in his system with the Viagra. And yeah. They were like, okay, now we know what happened. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> my, I had an ex... And like this was back in my psychedelic days, <laughs> fucking fucking robo tripping and acid and shrooms and fucking all this shit. And fucking, I had an ex who we went to his ketamine dealer's house and he fucking, like they didn't have any drugs for him, so he decided to take a full, big ass shot glass of liquid G. And he, dude, roofies him. He roofied himself. For a high! And he was knocked out at his fucking dealer's house for like three hours and I'm just sitting on the couch like, what do I do? And then my friend's mom shows up. 
from Havel. I was down in fucking Milford. Not Milford. Mil- uh, yeah, Milford. Mm, starts with an eh, Medford. Medford, okay. Medford. I was down in Medford, and my friend's mom from Haverhill shows up, and fucking like I lost my goddamn mind. She like this woman. I've known her since I was like three years old in church. Okay. And like the only way I know her is from church. Her husband is the pastor, or not her husband. Her brother is the pastor, and I just fucking lost my mind. And I'm like, I don't. What do I do? My boyfriend's passed out. He ruined himself. My friend's mom is here and fucking shit. And then she opens the satchel that she has and she's got pounds of weed with her. And I'm like, Joanne, um, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, oh, hey, Nicole. I'm like, uh, um, Mind blown right now. Just what do I do? Why are you at my boyfriend's ketamine dealer's it's so strange, dude. Like, yeah. Holy shit! I just fucking mind blown. Okay, so that that okay, that was a little off track. But it was I, off track. <laughs> it had nothing to do with rape culture or anything like that. But like, this is the whole drugs and fucking GHB and fucking. Oh my god! So, so to go ahead and cap the, the, the rape culture portion of the tea time there, I'm just going to say that I'm on your side. That person should have come to you instead of going to HR. I don't understand. No, they didn't even go to HR. What did they do? They went to my boss boss. The the, 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 the boss that like sits in my office. Go to your boss. My boss. Yeah, she, she, they didn't go to HR. They didn't say anything to HR because they know that my fucking outfit wasn't against uh, company dress code. They just wanted to make a fucking deal about it. And, if like, you're distracted by the outfit, uh, leave. Pay attention to your computer instead of the people walking by. Right? Fucking pay attention to the giant fucking machinery that you're supposed to be working on. Like, shit, man. I got into this whole debate with my cousin over rape culture when that whole, like, Me Too got spray-painted on the VJ Day Kiss uh, statue. Yeah. After uh, George Mendonca died. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I made a whole post about it. I was like, fuck George Mendonca. I don't give a shit if he died. I don't give a shit if he was a veteran. He was a fucking piece of shit. He went around... But do you know the actual story behind the VJ Day kiss? We actually talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah, yes. we did. Okay, so you like, know it though. No. Okay, no, so I this guy. Somebody needs to learn. <laughs> so you know that iconic kiss after World War Two? Oh, the, the sailor yeah, the first kiss. I didn't know it before then, but I remember I was talking about it. Yeah. So he just grabbed somebody and kissed her. That's the she thing. Wasn't it wasn't even just her. The photographer. Yeah, stated I remember that he was the going story. Grabbing multiple I just didn't know. I'm saying I didn't know it before then because I remember I was talking about it. And like I went on a whole fucking rant about how this statue, the photo, all of it idolizes rape culture. And my cousin's like, rape culture is not a real thing and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And if that's sexual assault, then I've done it plenty of times and this and that. And I've been sexually assaulted. And I'm like, yes, that's an actual fucking thing. Like you don't touch people without their fucking consent. You don't shove your tongue down someone's throat if they don't fucking know you. Like... It's not that hard to fucking comprehend. My uncle went on a whole thing about how he's done it before at bars in front of his wife. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, I can't believe I'm fucking related to you, bro. Like, Wait, wait, wait. Did you say in front of his wife? In front of his wife and she has no problem with that. I mean, whatever floats your fucking boat, bro. But like, come on. Like, but you don't grab grab people just grab people and force kiss them? No, no. Like, fucking... They'll be out, my uncle and his wife will be out at a bar and fucking, well, hit my aunt. But they'll, they'll be out at like a bar and my uncle will be all like flirty with other women and shit. And she totally like doesn't give a shit about it. And that's, she flirting that's with just, other guys out there too? That's just their relationship. But like, dude, yeah. 
like it's just it, it feels like they're trying to be poly but they're 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 doing it more like oh it's just it's just like a kink for them it, it, it's it's like they're they're is it a is it a kink or is it just the wife sitting there going he does this kind of thing and I just kind of accept it yeah it, it, yeah. Honestly, it, it's seems like it sounds like it, it's I mean, not, my it's aunt's not so really much a cool kink thing it's, it's more of a I mean she is she cool with it she's cool like my aunt's cool as shit but but I'm, like okay no, I'm not saying that she's cool I mean is she cool with him doing this stuff I mean she seems to be cool with or it or does she just seem like but the kind of person that I don't want to say anything because I don't gonna... really like chill with my family like that anymore so like, I don't know if she's actually cool with it or she just tolerates it and like my uncle, my uncle's like, oh well, it, it's not sexual assault if this and that, blah blah. I'm like, no, dude. If you don't know them, don't fucking touch them. Don't kiss them. Don't fucking put your hands on them. Don't do anything. Just keep your fucking shit to yourself, bro. And he's like, oh well, I, I might as, I'm worried for my sons and this and that, blah blah, because everything's rape culture and sexual assault. I'm like, bro. It's a simple matter of keep your shit to your fucking self. So, like, if you don't want to be labeled as a predator, don't act like a fucking predator. Exactly. I think that a lot of a lot of things that, that go on in general, and I'm not going to say like it's now because it, it was going on back then too. But I mean, you can't to protect yourself. You got to understand who who you're being, who you're around, who you're with. You don't do one night stands. You don't do stuff like that because of the fact that you don't know who you're getting involved with. Exactly. You could get involved. You could get involved with that girl, like that that person that I was talking about, the one that basically dosed three different guys yeah. and then accused them of rape. Um, I knew another girl who went around town and like, if if some guy uh, one night standed her, immediately called rape. Yeah. You know, there was a couple of yeah, people that I dealt with. Fucking like. <laughs> It was. I lived in a, a very heavily white bread town with a lot of wealthy people, mm-hmm. and some stuff went on around there that I, I got wind of from some of the. I, I want to call the underbelly of that town. These fucking the underbelly. These white, fucking suburban bullshit couples think they're so fucking untouchable. Yeah. It drives me insane. And and they and, and I believe some of them might actually be listening to this podcast or watching this. I fucking this. hope you are, bitch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and to be honest with you, I mean, learn something. I think some of them have. I mean, I honestly, I who, so. they, who they are now compared to what they were when I was growing up with them, they're very different people. And yeah. I think some of them have learned some, like you know, knew what was going on inside of. Well, I'm going to distance myself with the bullshit that was going on over here. Yeah. But. uh... I really do think a lot of them uh, changed for the good. A lot of people that moved on from that town and left that aren't still stuck there are, are went on and moved on and did something better than what they were stuck in the middle of. Yeah. Uh, some of them never got better, and I know a few of them still, and I I feel for them. But other than that, like <laughs> that whole debate over rape culture with my cousin, he had his friends were like posting in the comments saying shit like, oh. You're the kind of person who would fall in love with her rapist and shit like that. And my cousin's just letting it happen. And I'm like, wow, so much for fucking family, right, bro? Like, shit. Mm. (sighs) He told me never to speak to him or ask him for anything ever again after that fucking conversation. I'm like, wow, bro, like, you're really going to debate with someone who's been raped, who's been sexually assaulted, who's been abused, who's been on the shit end of that stick. If you do not believe that rape culture... What would the person say? What would that... Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm just going. I'm going to finish my statement very quickly. You yeah, 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 yeah. If you do not believe that rape culture exists, you are part of the problem that yeah, created exactly. rape culture. Yeah. You're a rape apologist. It just, I'm just mind boggled by the little part that you've seen that you would fall in love with your rape. What? What the fuck is that shit? Why would you tell that to anybody? It's, well, it's literally why just you, to get under why my Why would skin. you think that of anybody? It, it was literally just them trying to get under my skin. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this conversation. I'm at I, work anyway. I think I, it's actually... Uh, we, we look at social media in general as sort of a step forward. I think it's a step backwards the way it's being used. Yeah. Uh, there, there's so much misinformation. There's so many trolls that hide behind their keyboard that feel empowered to say what they say. With If you got the same person face-to-face, they wouldn't say a damn thing to you. No, absolutely However, not. they're behind a keyboard. They don't have to look you in the eye. They don't have to say these things to you face-to-face. Exactly. And most people know that if someone were to say this shit to my face, I'll fucking deck you. And uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. It's it's a, it's literally a whole bunch of, of castrated little cunts walking. I'm, I'm going to say that. They're incels. Walking yeah. around and acting like trolls behind their, their little... Keyboard, keyboard warriors. Whether it's their phone, whether it's their computer, whatever, and they spend their day acting like little trolls. Yeah, and honestly, these are probably actual rapists. The people who, who think that I rape culture is not a real thing. I wouldn't go that far. No, no, a lot no. Of the, a lot of these trolls, I don't, like I said, castrated. I don't think a lot of them have the balls. A lot of them. A lot of them. Honestly, no, you're probably right. A lot of them are probably just incels. Yeah, and most of the, most of the, the rapists aren't going to be that way to you on, on no. Facebook. They're going to they're gonna be on your side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to try and be all nice and buddy-buddy until they can try and get in your pants, and then they start calling you a bitch and cunt and this and that, and I'm going to fucking rape you and murder your whole family if you don't fuck me. But they will say that to your face. Yeah. But they won't do it online. Yeah, they... Yeah. <laughs> the That's, big difference. Big difference. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on from that portion. We're going to move yeah. on to something else. Let's go. Okay. okay. Coronavirus shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is so So we're, we're going on. This is a continual uh, subject for us lately. <sighs> and I actually went back. We went back a little bit. Uh, I read. I went maybe uh, back to just bef- after the Scott Pilgrim podcast that we did. Around episode uh, maybe 31, 33. I actually was uh, listening to us in the car one day. And I heard... Us actually discussing this before the coronavirus crap hit the fan. There was an outbreak of plague in China that we were talking about. Yeah. And we were talking about the fact that we are so unprepared for these kinds of things to actually yeah. happen here in the con- in our country. This I mean, was no, weeks like, before the coronavirus thing even hit the fan. There's still like minor outbreaks of the bubonic plague going around. I and personally like, think it's being controlled. Mm-hmm. But it's pers- not getting all this fucking media attention because every the second anybody hears the words bubonic plague, it's the end of the fucking world. I'm gonna conspiracy oh, yeah. theory something real quick here. I personally think that there is a high likelihood that governments around the world have realized that a lot of our uh, our climate change issue is because of the overpopulation of the planet, and they devised a plan to. Population control. Do a bit of population control without so really... Because, I mean, what what other reason would you have for disbanding a vast majority of the CDC and health protections around the world? I mean, look at what happened to that fucking hotel. Did you see the hotel thing? Mm. The, a yes. hotel in China hosting, yeah. what is it, a couple of thousand 
quarantined it, coronavirus. Uh, yeah. There was only like 33 yeah. cases in that hotel that were positive for coronavirus, but the rest of them were quarantined. Yeah, and everybody. somehow this fucking hotel accidentally collapses. That's not a fucking accident. Get the yeah, fuck that, out of here with that, that shit. Yeah, no, that's, so. that, no, it's not a coincidence. Controlled demolition. Yes, yeah. exactly. Fucking Twin Tower shit. Yeah, that's what it was. But uh, Rick Santini. Inside job. Uh, Rick Santini uh, goes on record. He sounds apologized, but he went on record as saying that uh, to spare the economy, we should just go ahead and infect everybody in the country with the coronavirus, just to get it over with. And uh, yeah. that's one of the things that we were talking about when we came in here today. That uh, hey, oh my God, people need to probably run to the head what they're gonna say before saying it. Yeah, no. Because right every time I hear that being repeated, I kind of get angry and would like to have him in front of the me. Whole, th- this is this is basically just like a countrywide chicken pox party yeah. that he's trying to suggest. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Infect everyone. And chicken pox pool. They don't even have enough fucking treatments for every for more than t- fucking 2,000 people. Like, come on. The fuck is... The, like, on top of that... Trump, the Trump administration already said that these vaccines, these treatments, are not going to be affordable to everyone. Yeah. And a good majority of the country already doesn't have fucking insurance because they can't fucking afford that's basically, it. That's basically just like saying the only people that are going to be able to afford to this are my buddies. Exactly. That's, that's, ex- that's what he's saying. It's fucking... Uh, because the people that are currently running the country do not give a crap about the... No, they don't. They give a crap about their bottom. That's why people like this say shit like this. Because because they don't think they about don't the bottom of the barrel, the, fucking people. The 11 million people that are gonna die because this is if if they infect the entire country, it doesn't matter to them because it helps their bottom dollar. It doesn't help us. Yeah, like these these billionaires, these politicians, they're not taking into consideration the fact that there are hundreds and thousands, fucking millions of people working in food industry and services in all of these places who don't have paid time off, who don't get sick days, who don't get this time off, and fucking they're they're just gonna be spreading the infection no matter what. Like, they don't, they're, they're going to lose their jobs if they take a day off because they're fucking sick with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're going to be stuck with life fucking debt bills from fucking medical expenses. Like, it's just, oh, God. Yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> you're basically making lose, lose if you do, lose if you don't. Exactly. There's no fucking winning for anyone in the middle of fucking lower classes. They're not helping you stay healthy, but you cannot also afford to get sick. I'm going to be honest, I don't see a lot of help coming from either party see, at all. No, not no, at no. all. See, like, I would understand the whole, like, the the coronavirus party thing, get everyone infected, if we had Medicare for all. I would understand if we had universal health care and everyone would be able to get treated. But we don't. And this you, is just propaganda for them to try and make more money off fucking insurance companies. Do you yeah. know how callous and evil it makes our country look to even have anybody in a position of power say, we have treatments Just not for, for this life-threatening virus, but not everyone's going to be able to afford to do it. And you think to yourself, this should be like the fucking flu shot. It should be Honestly. free. Period. Like, yeah. It makes me want to shoot myself in the I'm sorry, you again. may not. you may not be able to afford to live. You may not be able to afford to take care of yourself well enough to live. And that's like literally saying that they're taking a pot shot at everybody that lives below upper middle class. Yep. That's like just saying, you know what, your lives, I'm sorry, it's just not worth it to try to protect you. No. And 
the fact that anybody would still vouch for our current government is just... I'm gonna make my own sounds now. It's all about control. Stubborn stupidity is what they is what is called at this point with them. It's all about control. It's a power trip for these people. Yeah. Fucking keep the masses dumb, keep them sick, keep them hungry, keep them weak, so that they don't speak out, so that they don't have their own opinions, so that they don't have their own thoughts. Yeah. Fucking keep them compliant. Keep them too busy. To be able maintaining what little they have to be able to do anything about in opposition. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the big thing. That's, what it, that's exactly what it is. And it's fucking driving me insane. Like, we need a revolution. We need reform. And we need something better than what the fuck we have. I'm gonna be Obviously, honest. capitalism isn't fucking working for any of us. I'm going to be honest. I don't see that change. I wouldn't see that changing under Sanders. I don't see that changing under Biden. No. I really... I, I see Honestly, small no. changes. I, I could see like minor changes under Sanders. I don't see it come, happening under Biden. Like I, I miss, I miss the days when all I knew about Biden was he had a huge crush on Obama and we had all those cutesy little memes about them. That's what I miss. But then like all this information came out about him being pro segregation and the way he acts around young women and children, mm-hmm. like makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I used to love Biden up until I found out who he really was deep down. So, uh... And now, like, his existence just makes me uncomfortable. Like, at least Sanders is the only candidate that fucking is consistent with his policies. I think, I personally think that more people, more more people down here should be running for state off. Absolutely. People like AOC, people who have worked in service industries, people who know what it's like to be in the lower middle classes. That's what our country was built off of initially. Exactly. It was built off of hardworking men. Well, okay, I'm going to say men because men that's what it was back, back then. Back then, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just talking facts. <laughs> no, back then it wasn't it was, a thing for women to it work. Was, it was built off of people that, that worked out in the fields that worked their own land, that did what they had to do, and then they come in, they did their time in office, and they went back to the fields. Yeah. And that's what it was built off of, and yes, there was more sexism, segregation, and so on and so forth way back when. And I hope a lot of you bitches take offense to this, but maybe a government built off of, built by a bunch of fucking white slave owners is not the best government ever. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Exactly. (sighs) Like, we need reform. We need at least an update on the Constitution. We need fucking... Oh, yeah. There's, there's a, few, a few things that are, are definitely there. Uh, everything. Every need, everything needs to be redone to keep up with how we're progressing. Like, this, Oh, my God. Definitely. Oh god, there's so much shit that drives me fucking insane. Like, I wish I was still in middle school when I didn't know anything about any of this shit. Yeah. My whole family can't fucking stand me now because I'm like, fuck this, fuck the country, fuck the United States, fuck politics. Why they can't stand you? What what is it that they want you to think or say? A lot of my family is Republican or conservative. In some way, my mother identifies her political her whole like political stance as independent, but she's more like Republican leaning. Ugh. So my my question is She's a closet Republican. When I hear somebody call themselves Republican, the first question that I wanna ask is are you informed Republican or do you vote Republican? Because that's how everybody in your family votes. Anytime I hear someone say they're a Republican, my immediate thought is you're racist, probably. Um well no 
And there was a time, and that was a time where it was to be Democrat that was equated with that. Exactly. But right now it's what it is. It, it is what it is. That's just how the majority of the the party is portraying themselves. Yeah. Say so the the question being is, do you vote? Are you voting to spite the other party? Or are you voting because you're legitimately online with the values that are presented by that party? Exactly. And in most cases, a lot of people are a lot of people that I talk to. They try to come up with reasons, but for the most of the part, I feel like it's it's more of you know fuck Democrats, fuck Republicans. More that's excuses, more excuses than reasons. Yeah. And that's because our current uh, political parties have made sure that there is a fucking hard line, a wall in the sand, because they want they want you on one side, they want you on the other side, and they want you to understand that the person on the other side of that wall that is your enemy. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I, I'm not I'm not here and I'm not there. But I'll be honest: Republicans are not my enemy, and no. Democrats are not my enemy. No, those people are not my enemies. My enemy are people that would literally destroy this country callously in the name of the Almighty Dollar. Yeah, that is my enemy, and and that's really what's going to end up destroying them. everything. Agree? Not terrorism, not drugs, not illegal immigration, none of that. I agree, plain and simple. And religion. I would like to have, yeah. I would like to have a sustainable amount of wealth myself. However, I do not want to do that at the cost of my next door neighbor, exactly. at the cost of their health, at the cost of their well-being. I am not the guy that wants to step on your head to get to the next rung. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's going to make me a poor guy for a long time because how the country is currently built, you it is built off of other people stepping on other people's backs. Oh, hang on. What was that fucking lyric? Oh, okay. Hold up. I'm gonna find something. You're gonna find something. I'm, I'm gonna going find to the something. Google. So I'm not that. I'm Same not that. I, I am. I'm very much. Um, I would love to have a sustainable amount of wealth, but I want to drag you along with me. I would love to see you doing well too. I exactly. want to see you doing well. I want to see my next door neighbor. I want to see the guy across from my aisle, uh, the aisle, doing well as well. I don't want to see people suffer. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to take your money because that makes me wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the kind of guy. Uh, however, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of people are in that mindset of "fuck everyone." I'm going to do for me, and I kind of get why you get to that mindset. There's not a lot of people working on people. You, you know, there's not a lot of people working for you, looking out for you, and so you get isolated. You get stuck behind your computer. You get stuck in the troll universe. All these people who would rather sit here and drag you down and knock you down rather than talk to you and see who you are as a human being and maybe see your side. Right, the people like the people you were talking about, who would who would rather sit here on the other side and say you would fall in love with your rapist, yeah, instead of try to see your side. Exactly. You know, it's like it's it's not. I don't want to see your side. Fuck your side. This is what I think. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's how I've been with a lot of these arguments. Like, I don't want to see your side because, honest, a lot of the times that I'm getting into these arguments, they're just they're being rape apologists. Is what they're doing. The thing is, is that I don't think you're that way. The more that I talk to you, the more that I see. You do see other people's sides. The problem is that when other people come at you with their side, it's so fucking ludicrously one-sided. I don't understand. Makes you makes you wish you didn't give him a chance to talk. Oh God, it does. Honestly, like I, I, I why did I shut up to let you say this? Why did I give you a moment to speak? Go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. You're just a waste of me shutting up. I, I think that the problem is, is that like that's why this little group works because we all have kind of differing opinions on different subjects, but we're all willing to sit down at the table and we're all willing to talk to each other and yeah. see everybody else's sides. Yeah, uh, like at least this is a fucking healthy debate. 
Yeah. But like when I get into these debates with people on like the April Four One One page, it's just that they're just being rape apologists, or they're like, oh, well, if you stay in a, an abusive relationship, you deserve to get the shit kicked out of you. Why aren't you smart enough to fucking to just leave? Like it's not that fucking easy. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's way more complicated. That, that because There's abuse, so much deeper shit the, than the, that. The first thing, the first thing that abuse will do. And the history of slavery we tell you is that it weakens your will. Dude, fucking like, I stayed in one of the most fucking abusive relationships of my life for eight months. Because the dude kept threatening my family, my daughter. Fuck it, like, he, I told him I was going to get a restraining order after he broke my fucking nose. And his response was to tell me that he's going to go after my fucking three-year-old daughter. If I got a restraining order. Like, who the fuck does that like what what is going through your mind where if your now ex-girlfriend is saying she's getting a restraining order like the dude's already been to fucking prison okay we've uh, actually been asked by the owners of the facility to try to keep the uh oh, the, 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 cursing at a yeah. minimum uh we are doing a public podcast so uh, we, we do <laughs> have to understand there are other people I in the building and uh so I, i'm gonna respect mr kelly and uh his, uh, his establishment, we are here at the uh, Steampunk Cafe, uh, and a lot of the subjects that we, we talk about definitely get us very, very <sighs> So what I think I'm going to do here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead, and we're not going to wrap up the podcast quite yet, but I'm going to go and move on time. to yeah. this whole thing. So it's, we're not doing, we're not going to do Pitch Storm or anything today. Um, I got a nice little deck here. It is called ATI, Answer the Internet. Uh, it is by... Uh, Let's see, Barstool Sports and KFC Radio. All right. Which I'm going to have to find out what hmm. KFC Radio means. Ken Stucker Fried Chicken Radio. <laughs> I want to call it that. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I really don't want you to find out now. You're going to kill my but, uh, dream. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. This is a family establishment. We're not doing this in the, the, the hole that is my apartment. So if we are No, I get to, it too. If we're asked to keep it down, we'll keep it down. And uh, I will go ahead and throw an apology out to Mr. Ken Mr. Sorry, uh, Ken. Sorry, Kelly. Kentucky Fried Chicken Radio. Because Kelly's a good guy. He's allowed yes. us to come in here, and we we want to be able to come back. Kelly's <laughs> a great guy. So, so this uh this lovely little question set here. I'm not. I think you're supposed to use the internet to be able to uh, go and see what other people answered. We're not going to do that. We're no. just gonna. I'm going to ask a few questions here, and uh, a lot of these are very personal. Uh, some of them are a little weird. Uh, some of them are poll type questions. Now I, now what I'm would curious. you do, or what would this be? But uh, answer gonna... the internet. Okay. Wow, a lot of these are actually rather filthy because I, I looked at this right here. Uh, questions as fucked up as you are. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go. We're gonna go right off the bat with. The, I'm ready now. With one of the purple questions, which is debate the internet, and these are rather blue questions as. Miss uh, B got the privilege of reading one just before we started the podcast yeah. today. I'm not starting with that one. No, thank God. Uh, if okay, if every time sports, sports, sports. <laughs> if every time yeah, you finish sex, a song played, what song would you want it to be? Wait, what was the question? If every time you finished having sex, a song played, what song would you want it to be? I just had sex. Champions. Ch- champions by Queen. We are the champions, <laughs> my friend. I was smoking my cigarettes and stare outside. Uh, well, I would say I smoke cigarettes, but I was smoking. Look outside. I would say bad touch. 
No? That actually sounds like a beginning song, what not song? so much yeah. a finishing song. Bad but Touch. I, oh, Bad Touch. That Bad sounds touch. like a... Yeah, that sounds more like a porpoise. Have, have you? But, you know, I know what song <laughs> you're talking about. But, no, I like Champions. Even if I did miserably at it, I'll stand super proud. Yeah, no. Thinking oh, I think... I just had sex. Thinking, thinking I was just great. We are the champions. Anything but I'm standing Kelly. there like, no, I'm never that. My penis inside of her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really, I really, I really wish we had Seth here. I know, right? Because he would love these. Uh, oh yeah, this will be made for Seth. <laughs> okay. So another sex-related question: oh, If you could see a sex tape with any two movie characters in it, who would it be? Hmm. Oh. Movie characters. Oh, yeah. Characters. Uh, that, um, that's, that's a debatable I, one. I have two. You have two? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. What was the name? Oh, Trinity from The Matrix. Oh. And Harley Quinn. Okay, so we're going for a lesbian sex tape. Harley Quinn and... Harley Quinn and uh, Trinity. Yeah. Okay. So Carrie Ann... That's basically Carrie Ann Moss and uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. But I want to see more more Carrie Ann than than Margot. Olivia Wilde and Keanu Reeves. Oh, Olivia Wilde and Keanu Reeves. Okay, so I yeah. Olivia Wilde's fucking fine. I went like complete comedic spoof in my head. I did not come up with a good couple. <laughs> of course, because you know it's you. So my brain went to Anna Faris and Jack Black. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went. Oh no! I now will have to look at the faces because to I don't want. Brain. I don't want something that's going to be atypical. I want something that is going to make me laugh. And right. That's that's, that's where that's I went. Just Anna Faris and Jack. Or if I if I have to say it, if I have to say it, I would want to see the tape that they featured in Friends, Ross and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, you look good. Yeah, I kind of look good. Wait, wait, what are you doing there? I thought, oh, oh no, 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 turn it off. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, that that's the other one that I would, right. would want to see. Uh, well, okay. Jack Black, man. Just imagine the look of seduction. Uh, I know, thank you. <laughs> You've seen it many times I'm while good. he's trying to play the guitar and he's always... Yeah, right? Yeah, that, I believe his whole character in fucking Tenacious D. Yeah, I believe that his whole character in Tenacious D is probably his seduction face. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help to, to remember that part in, in Natural Libre and say, Can I borrow some sweats? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I, oh, God. I just... All I can imagine Jack Black's sex face uh, is just... Yeah, just... <laughs> just angrily biting his bottom lip. Say so thank you for giving us a, a, an audio because they only got the visual of it. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and do a couple of poll of the internet questions. It's sort of uh, would you rather or what would you do kind of questions here. Okay. Uh, would Okay. That's a good one right off the bat. They're very perverse. Uh, would you rather have a three-inch dick or only last 30 seconds during sex? I'll, I'll, find, I'll find a way to make do with three, three inches. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'd rather I'd rather uh, try to make do. I'll I'll try to make the best use of whatever God gave me. I will I will find uh, I'll find I'll find a way. I'll find tantric books. I'll find a way because because the the, 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 I mean that will be a problem. 
Okay. I'd, I'd have to take. Look at it on the other side. Would you rather have your boy have a three? I, I, I'd or take three because fucking toys are a thing. Yeah. There you go. There are also if you if you troll the internet just a little bit, just look around a little bit. There are things that you can actually strap in place that. Exactly. Help well. so. you, yeah. You, there's you, also you, pumps. There's all kinds of things, but is, thirty thirty seconds is a very bad problem. No, 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 can't do it. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is I'm, it during actual sex? Sir, like, does it include four places? No, it's, a, it's, it's well, No, well, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 seconds is 30 you could, seconds. You could, yeah, even if you have three hours. That means once everything starts, you're done. I'm going to tell you this. 30 seconds feels more like 30 seconds when you have two hours before. So, yeah, no. There's yeah, no, no that's there's frustrating. No, make, no, I can't do that. There's no making up. <laughs> Really, no making up for this. Uh, no, I can't do that. It's There's the, no amount of anything you can do before or after. Because the shame will be unbearable. The, yeah. the, other, the other person's in the corner just crying, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be over here finishing up. I'm, I, <laughs> thank you for the effort. It uh, doesn't happen all the time. Only 99%. Uh, yeah, no. That being said, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to go with the first rather than the latter. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because you, 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 you find ways around that. Like but, I said, I'll get... 30 seconds is... Three, three seconds, I will figure out how to, how to be... Uh, 33 seconds, wow. That's even worse. 30 seconds, I'll figure out how to be tantric real quick before I deal with that. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd probably have to shoot myself in the fucking head at that point again. Like... Yeah, because 30 seconds is bad enough. But 30 <laughs> seconds feels more like 3 seconds when you have a, a couple of hours of work. Hey, look. Yeah. You're married with three kids in the house and no privacy. You learn what 30 seconds is real quick. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Mood. Mood. You know, I've been there. I know, I know, I know the deal. So, uh, but no, I'd rather, I'd rather just wait till some other time. Yeah. So, uh, next question. Uh, would you rather spend a year dating somebody with a 10 body and a 5 face or a 5 body and a 10 face? Uh, uh, five body, ten face. Are you kidding me? Dad bods are the shit. Well, the th- see, the thing is, is that what you consider a ten body may not be considered a ten body. See, that's all perspective. Exactly. So it has to be something that you would consider. Shit. I'm gonna tell you this. It depends. It, uh, I mean, you said marry, spend the rest of your life with. No, it's it's just dating for a year. So would oh, you for a year? spend a year dating somebody with a five body and a ten face, or a ten body and a five just for a year? For a year. Oh no! Uh, I will I'll say. Take the five face. I'll take body. the five face and the ten body. Yeah. I, I've done the five face many a time. Yeah, like, shit, man. That's so. not a problem. Uh, Usually, five faces have ten personalities, and if they have a ten body, I probably might might take longer than a year. I'll take my exactly. time. Yeah. <laughs> but right. there's a problem with the with the with the five bodies. <laughs> that's what well, that's what I'm saying. You know. I'm mean, yeah. kidding, man. A five body is a way better than a one body. Well, yeah. Like it's all a matter of perspective. It is all a matter of perspective, but yeah, I'll deal with a with a with a fight face. Okay, so simple <laughs> question of semantics here: Is twenty-eight years old too old to date an eighteen-year-old? I'm sorry, twenty yes. years older is, is twenty-eight too old to date an eighteen-year-old? Yes, yes, eighteen is the person just became That's, legal. That's basically someone grooming a child. I was on the other end of it. 
Mm-hmm. At one point, I was on the other end of it at one point. Yeah. I actually was 17, dated a 28 year old. Oh yeah, no, I, I was on that end too. I was I was 17. See, that is not that bad. I was. Well, why isn't it? So that that's the th- see. It's a matter of perspective. It depends upon what end you're on. When I was 17, I had like this huge yeah. thing with a guy that was 10 years old. I would old say perspective. I, I had a thing with a guy that was 10 years older than me. But how old were you? 17. And like we never actually like had sex or did anything like that. Like we met out a couple times, but like that's that's it. I didn't let him fucking like go too far. But uh, well, no, that, that's that is too far. I was seventeen. I was underage. I was a child. I'm just asking oh, everybody yeah. leaving just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, no, like I was seventeen. I was a child. I I was stupid. But like, I, looking back on it now, he was definitely grooming me. And my whole, like, friend, my brother and a couple of his friends, like, beat the shit out of me <laughs> for being too young, getting involved with this guy. And um, it, he was the cousin of one of our friends. And fucking, like, after we, after I cut him off and was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm trying, I'm not trying to get my fucking face broken again. <laughs> he, he started going out with my brother's ex-girlfriend who cheated on my brother to be with this guy. Oh, okay. Wow. And she was a year younger than me. Oh. So that's even worse. Yeah. So that actually it says a lot about the person that you were dating, too. It, it shows I, I didn't you even that he date was... him. We just fooled around a couple times. Oh, he wasn't even nothing like... Damn. No. I, I mean, like, like... That just says, tells you what he was like. Exactly. Like, looking, looking back on it now, yeah, that's definitely... That's definitely pedophilic. The minute, the minute that person Behavior, walked out that's, of that's your grooming. life, they made you a favor. Then. Yeah, that's definitely grooming. They not, need you a favor. Not seeing you anymore went for somebody a year younger than you. Exactly. That's, so what's keeping him from going a year younger or a exactly. year younger? I mean, he's, he can't do it anymore. He's dead. I have a... I used to have a... Okay. May he sleep yeah. with you. No, like, he honestly... He wasn't a horrible person. But there's but that. But he groomed young kids. You groomed young girls. See, you know, the, the thing is... The we- okay, this is going to sound weird. Because the way he weird. presented himself wasn't terrible. You, you, but- call, you say that he isn't a horrible person, but the thing you, you, you've got to put into perspective is, while his personality may not have been a bad thing, his isn't- likes and people sexually was, was definitely awful. a bad thing. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing, is that you don't, you, a lot of people don't get about a lot of these people that are, that are pedophiles, is they yeah. have fantastic personalities. They're good people and, like, that end up with... When he passed... Yeah. He was engaged to a woman who was his age. So, like, he got out of that whole phase. And, like, he learned from it, and he's do- he did better. In, like... He stopped, he-, he stopped grooming girls. and But he still did that. Knowingly did that. See, again, it looks... It, it, one the, That kind of question is something as a matter of perspective. Is, yeah. is 28 years old too old to date an 18-year-old, or... When you're in the other, other on the other, there you the other go, there's end my of the spectrum. Time. On the other end of the spectrum is 28 years old, too old to date for an 18 year old. Yeah. So. I mean. I was I, I was uh, 17 dating a 28 year old, and I actually thought it was funny up until the day that I met her ex boyfriend, who was a rather buff uh, firefighter for Haverhill. <laughs> and uh, she, he, I guess he was not the, the best guy. He was kind of a drunk or whatever. The, yeah. That's what she accused him of anyway. I don't know the ins and outs of the story because I spent all of 20 minutes with the guy and then I was done with the relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't the fact that she had a 13-year-old son that creeped me out. No. So, 28, 13-year-old son. I'm 17, dating this 28-year-old. I started dating her. Catch this. 
shortly after I broke up with her niece. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so wow, she saw how badly all kinds of treatment. Oh tea. no! Saw that I was nothing but a good guy during a relationship, and for some reason that sparked something for her. That sounds like a pot of tea. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, it's, it's not tea; it's a pot. And uh, so that, that that was some that was uh, a weird relationship for me. And after she sent me outside to kind of fend off her ex, I fended her, him off. And then I looked her window; she could see the entire thing going on because she had a, like a basement window that looked out onto the front porch where I was talking to him. Very big nice. apartment building, and Very she was nice. kind of poking her nose out, and I just kind of. Tilted my head down to the window. I go, he's gone now. Uh, by the way, so am I. See you later. See you never. She's yeah, like, that's... well, on your ride home. It's like, man, I'll walk. Yeah, right. I'm done. How you about just, no? You just sent me out to talk down a, a buff firefighter who had a freaking bicep bigger than my head. I think we're done right now. So, I'm all set. I wipe my hands well, in this situation. <laughs> it, tell, it says a lot of your negotiating skill if you told that beast well, off. The problem was that <laughs> she called him abusive and a drunk, but he was just crying on the front porch. And he was like, as far as I could see, was oh. just a big softy. I let don't know how he is behind Let me tell doors. you this. Yeah. Don't let the... I've met people like that. I have to... I have to basically face abusers of female friends of mine and family to... It could have been that. I'm actually innocent. But yeah. Mm. My ex did that. That there, I've seen it too he, much. My ex fucking, like, he went to, like, our mutual friends and had them start messaging me for him. Like, he's really sorry. He misses you. He said he's never going to do it again. No. He loves you. He's going to buy you all these nice things. Don't confuse the signs of a big crazy with the signs of a... He wasn't a big softy. He was a big crazy. Yeah. And, like, these friends that he, like, had contact me were... They had no idea what was going on behind closed doors, and I had to explain it to them that, like, he beat the shit out of me. He's been abusing me. He's been keeping me hostage in his house. He obviously did something, because most of the conversation was, I, I tell her I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, and he didn't really get into what he did. But yeah. he was just, he was very, he was very apologetic, and as, look, she doesn't want to see you. Go. Leave. And he, he, he respectfully got in his car and drove away. I don't know that he didn't come back. I yeah. left. I was done. I'm not staying the night at this point. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, that that uh, that quaked me just a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to do this. I'm not getting into a fight with a firefighter over anybody. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this guy definitely could have broken me if he took the, the, the choice yeah. or took the chance. But obviously, he's in a position where if he had done so, his job would have been done. So... Yeah, you gotta you gotta walk on eggshells when you're in a position. Yeah, but like at that. the moment when somebody is that you already heard that the person's an abuser, which may or may not be true, but they're in a very position weird emotional em- emotional state where anything could set this guy off, really. Yeah. So I mean, well, I I, fi- I really got the feeling that this guy wasn't gonna do anything out in public. He's not There's that so, guy. So. There's also given his his large biceps this. Emotion, this emotional outburst and the abuse is also steroid fuel. Because he was, I've known of people that kill people unintentionally. He was very protective of the details. Didn't give me details. Just wanted me to let her know that he was sorry. And it's like I'm not going in there to tell her tell her you're sorry. She's asked me to tell you to go away. Yeah. So I'm not going back inside and relaying your message of sorry. I'm telling you. I told him I'm dating her, and whether or not you're sorry doesn't mean anything. You need to go. Like oh. She's asked me to tell so you. So you, you, wow! I was alone. My man. I was 
did the fucking thing. I really asked. He, he, she asked her, him to go away, and I did what she asked. But that doesn't mean that I was sticking around yeah. afterwards. They like, have not well, but but the fact that you handled it, it says a lot. In my head, exactly. mind you, mind you, you could have gotten your ass kicked, but you did handle it like a man. Look, man, I got out there and nearly pissed myself how big this guy is. Of course. However, it was also in my head that the girl inside was as much of a toothpick as I was. She was a little blonde girl. I was a little blonde girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you remember my older pictures. I was yeah, pretty... I've seen it. Well, I've been in a situation where people will tell you that I handled it like a G. But nobody will tell you that right after the situation, I had to stand on a sidewalk. <sighs> <laughs> Oh my Get god. Mood. Yeah. Oh my god. They because I was very good at not showing that. Yeah. But it's how you handle it that matters really at the moment. So I got to commend you for that. Right. No, again, it's it's it was a thing of uh that went in my over in my head afterwards as well. It's like, okay, well now I, she sent me outside to cock down the big firefighter once. Who's to say that I'm going to have the ability to do so the next time around? Yeah. And so, who knows what goes through his mind on his way home? Who knows if he's gonna go get shit marinating all, back and be shit out of everyone? Marinating what which fire extinguisher he's gonna hit you to death, he's gonna beat you to death with. Yeah, you don't know that. So, uh, you were not only brave in facing him, but also wise in leaving. <laughs> uh, so, I'm gonna go ahead and tie up everything from here because right. Miss B has places to be. We have places to go. Go do some work. People to see. And uh, so tattoos I'm going to go ahead to do. and tattoos to do. thank you for uh, showing up today, both of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for showing up, uh, the folks that are currently watching. And uh, next week will be the first or the inaugural edition of Miss B's podcast. She'll be uh, posting on Wednesdays from here on out. We're going to go ahead and get her own page set up for her, and she's going to have her own podcast on Wednesdays. Still the yeah. same crew, just uh, making sure that she gets ample time to do her own thing. No doubt. And, time. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and pack up, and uh, thank you everybody, and everybody yeah. listening again. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for, to Mr. Kelly for uh, tolerating us for another, another week, and uh, we did get a little loud there near the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. And uh, thank you to everybody that uh, had to deal with us. <laughs> and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful whatever the hell you're doing. Au revoir. Yes.